welcome in to Potty Podcast Football. I am Dan. With me, as always, is Andy. And we had, it was a good week 14. Even the bad teams kind of played pretty well. Now, we had a couple of stinkers because the Jags have to play someone. The Texans have to play someone. Um, <laughs> the Giants and yeah. Jets, even even though they had to play someone, they kind of did a little. No, they were terrible. I'm, I can't do that to you. It was uh, awful. Yeah. Uh, so you were out Friday. I briefly went over some things, and uh, I, I couldn't get your take on a few of them. But man, apparently you did—you got it right. You were telling me before you only missed three in the spread all week, which is pretty impressive. And you come out to unfortunately a commanding lead uh, this year on the spread. I—I I have a commanding lead in the over/under, but let's face it, that's not as juicy. Uh, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. I'm leading in everything <laughs> but the spread, and it just, but it still feels like I'm losing. It's just not the same. Uh, let's get to the game. So the first one, divisional uh, battle: Raiders at the Chiefs. Raiders getting a whopping nine and a half. The over/under is forty-eight. I took Chiefs and under. You took Raiders and over. You even made it a confidence pick, and I could not, for the life of me, figure out why. Uh, the final score being forty-eight to nine, but it wasn't even really that close. Uh, so the Raiders would have needed 39 more points, and the total was 57. Um, Is that all? Yeah. So the Raiders <laughs> was close, doing the saying. most Raider thing possible. They come out before the game. They celebrate on the Chiefs logo before the game and then promptly gets up. That was the only time they got near the Chiefs logo was when they danced on it before I the game. I saw that because, as well. Yeah, they didn't cross <laughs> after that. It was that so is... ugly. That is horrendous. Okay, so in my defense, I thought Darren Waller was playing. Uh, damn it. <laughs> I, even, I even hosed myself on the prop bet because of that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I thought Darren Waller was playing, and the Raiders play the Chiefs pretty hard. I never thought they would win, uh, but I thought I think they can keep it within nine points if they play out of their mind. Because uh, the Chiefs are also shockingly capable of putting up 19 points. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're they they've they've put up in the teens as often as they have in the thirties and and that makes no sense but uh it's just been what's happening and so the chiefs seem to have righted the ship uh and the raiders seem to be finally just showing who the raiders are i think they started three and oh uh yeah and uh yeah and then they've been just god awful since then. We've so, kind of uh, a calamity of errors since their coach gets fired in the most unceremonious way possible and he's starting to sue the Goodell in the NFL now. Uh, Henry Ruggs is facing a long time in prison for all the things he had off the field. So they've had a lot of issues. Um, they've got an interim coach. They're kind of broken. Mm-hmm. You saw, I mean, the first play of the game was a fumble, and that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. That's what it was. Uh, they end up having four fumbles and an interception. I don't know. You can't win having four fumbles and an interception. It's just not going to happen. And so, believe it or not, the Chiefs' defense has kind of been the MVP the past couple weeks. Their offense still hasn't been doing well. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, 20 for 24, 258 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Pretty pedestrian for Patrick Mahomes, but lately the fact that he just didn't throw an interception uh, is an improvement. And when they have such good field position, he really didn't need to play out of his mind like he did. Yeah, he, he really didn't. They were, they were executing everywhere that they needed to. They even put in a backup. Uh, in Gore as running back for at one point, so yeah, it was a pretty thorough beatdown. And like you said, when they when they get the ball in their territory and they only have to go thirty yards for a touchdown, it's pretty easy, pretty mm-hmm. easy to do over and over and over. So they did, uh, and yeah, it wasn't a result. Was it was not a game. It was, uh, it was just an ep- epic dismantling. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most of their touchdowns came. I mean, they had the two through the air from Mahomes. Um, one going to Darrell Williams, and one going to, believe it or not, Josh Gordon. So those were the two through the air. I bet nobody what? had that on fantasy. And then on the other side, uh, the Gore you mentioned was Derek Gore, not Frank Gore. <laughs> and, uh, I said Derek Gore. Oh, you said Gore. I just wanted to put out that it was Derek and oh. not Frank Gore because <laughs> I, some people might actually think he's still in the league. Uh, nine for Uh-oh. 66 for him, but one of them was a 51-yard uh, just takeoff. And then Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on my on my bench in both leagues, 10 for 37 and two touchdowns. It's not like he had a great game. He just was there uh, near the end zone. So 
Uh, yeah, that's about everything you want to pull from this. Hunter Renfro, the, Darren Waller being gone, he kind of benefits from it, although he's really been the best player on the Raiders team all season long. Uh, on Friday, I told you, he's going to get his usual 10 to 90, 10 to 100. And uh, probably not a touchdown because that's usually not his thing, but he did get one here. But he goes 13 for 117 yards and a touchdown. And uh, thank goodness the guy I was playing put him on the bench. But that's about all from there. Do what? Yeah, the stat that's impressive, though, is that he was 13 catches on just 14 targets. Yeah. I mean, he had one miss. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, he, he is the slottiest little gym rat in the entire league. That's like, he is the quintessential slot receiver. He is the Y, and when you're missing your, your uh, tight end, he's going to pick up the pieces from that. Yeah. So... Still a kind of tight division race in the AFC West. Chiefs are nine and four. Chargers are eight and five. Broncos are seven six, and the Raiders are six and seven. But pretty much, it doesn't matter at this point. They're going to have a whole lot of new stuff next year. Uh, moving on, the Saints at the Jets. You didn't have to watch this game. The Jets were getting five and a half. The over under was a measly forty three. Uh, we both took the Saints on this one. You made it your lock. Uh, you made it a confidence pick. I took the over. You took the under. I just didn't think the Saints offense hasn't been very good. And so I was thinking, eh, they're not going to do that great. Uh, but it's my fault for realizing they're playing the Jets, uh, and the Jets kind of help everybody out. So uh, Taysom Hill takes the start again. He had that hammer finger uh, injury, which it, you could see it was giving him an issues throwing more so than Taysom Hill usually does. Uh, 15 for 21, 175 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. He did the bulk of his work on the ground. 11 for 73 and two touchdowns. That's what Taysom does. And then Kamara being back kind of bolstered that running game. 27 for 120 and a touchdown. Um, it, it was all it was all run game and defense for the Saints. When you're playing someone as bad as the Jets, you can kind of do that. Um, Zach Wilson continues to struggle. The Saints defense is not as good as it has been, but it looked like it this week. 19 for 42, 202 yards, no touchdowns or interceptions. It's an epic, epic beatdown. Uh, Taysom Hill, though, I just wanted to say, while he did look much improved off of the last, out for last week, which is to be expected to, you need to knock some dust off. Uh, the other side is, like you said, this is the Jets. So it's hard to tell where he's at. Next week will be a better barometer. But um, he did, like you said, have 250-plus yards uh, all-purpose with a couple touchdowns. He fumbled twice, though, so that he's got he's to gotta clear that up. Um, but he's playing well. It opens the doors for Kamara to play well. And the Saints offense can start firing. You don't know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what the Saints look like next year. I'll be interested to see what the Jets look like next year. But next the, week, I mean. Oh, next week. Yeah. Yeah, next week. Because Taysom, his first game, you know, this is his first game. This was his second game. He looked much, much more improved. But mm. it's still, you know, it's the Jets. So next week, I think we'll see who the real Taysom Hill is going to be this year. Who do they play next week? It's a good question. Not the <laughs> Jets, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the Jets are one of the weakest against the run. So, uh, oh, next week they play the Buccaneers. Yeah, you're going to get a... <laughs> You're going to get a real good look at what they look like next week. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, because the Bucks' weakness is their passing defense. And if you're the Saints, you are not doing a lot of passing. Uh, moving on, a great game. 49ers at the Bengals. The Bengals are getting one and a half points. The over-under is 48 and a half. I took Bengals and over. You took 49ers and over. This was a heck of a game. Went into overtime. And we were a close one. The 49ers edge out 26 to 23. So the Bengals would have needed yeah. three points. The total score was 49. I this I don't begrudge anyone for taking either side of this one. Um, the run game was non-existent. This was a total shootout between the two quarterbacks. Um, Garoppolo, pretty good game. 41, 27 41, 296 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and no interceptions. And then Burrow on the other side, 25 for 34, 348 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, the big man on campus on this one, Kittle, full-grown man, 13 receptions, 151 yards, and a touchdown on my fantasy team. 
And then also <laughs> on my fantasy team, Jamar Chase, five for 77 yards and two touchdowns. So good day for me. Nice. I think I got high score for the second week in a row in, uh, in New York <laughs> League, Andy. Uh, the only other thing to note is Brandon Ayuk, six for 62 and a touchdown. Uh, Debo Samuel had the groin injury. And I think I actually sat him for Jamar Chase this week, which was not a bad idea. He still went eight for thirty-seven for a touchdown on the ground. Now, granted, one of the one of the runs was twenty-seven yards long, so it's not like he was doing a great job running. This was just no. both teams stopped the run and they were going to make you beat them through the air, and that's kind of what happened. Yeah, I mean it is, but I, here's what I've noticed about the 49ers. For some reason, since they've moved Samuel over to running back, it's made their offense explosive. It's, uh, like you said, only one big explosive touchdown out of them, but uh, it's really all they needed. Kittle was able to do what he does. Ayuk, uh, a lot of his yards, well, not a large, a third of them, and the touchdown were in overtime. So he didn't do much during the game, but uh, but he did enough. And and that's kind of what they're doing. They're, their running backs are playing okay. Uh, their, Samuel is just terrifying defenses and, and how they're going to, you know, how they're going to face them. Uh, as he plays that running back spot, Ayuk also took a, a snap, which is odd. Um, but Kittle is back to full form. That's the big. That's the big news. And I, th- I think the 49ers, I think they're going to win a few more games. I think they're going to win a few more good games. Yeah, that's. Let's see, because they, they're not. I mean, they're they're not out of second place. They're not out of the playoffs. So right now they're sitting third in their division. Cardinals at ten and two are the number one seed. Rams are eight and four. 49ers are seven and six. Uh, coming up on the schedule, the 49ers have the Falcons. That's an easy win. Titans should be an easy win. Texans, it's adorable. And then they have the Rams, <laughs> which could be to take second place uh, and be to get in the playoffs in the uh, in the NFC and. I to tell you, they, I don't. I'm not a big fan of the 49ers. It depends on who they play the first round, but they, if they're healthy going into that, I think they could beat some some okay teams. So I don't know. Don't sleep on them yet. Sounds uh, good. Only other person I want to mention in this was T. Higgins, five for one fourteen. It's I tell you, the Bengals are something else. When they can get Jamar Chase and T. Higgins both going, they're kind of it's it's ridiculous. They're kind of unstoppable. Uh, Jamar Chase is the big bomb guy. In this one, he had a 32-yard touchdown run. Uh, and then they still have Tyler Boyd, 4 for 55. I mean, that's kind of – they got him and C.J. Uzama. Those guys, 4 for 56. That's kind of where they're going to live is right in there. And uh, I, I'll be interested to see where the, where the uh, Bengals end up. All right, we have to talk about this. I'm going to apologize beforehand. But uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans, 8.5 points for the Jags. 43 and a half over under. We both took the Titans and under on this one. We both made this our confidence picks. And we were both right on both. I mean, this you knew this was going to go this way. The, end, the final score, Jags shut out 0-20. to 20. And it's not like the Titans were great, but when your quarterback throws four interceptions, uh, there's not much you can do on that. So... The Jags would need a 20 points instead of the zero they got, and the total score was the 20 points that the Titans got. Uh, we had a prop bet on who the lead back would be on this one, uh, Hilliard or Foreman, and I felt like it was kind of, uh, it could have gone either way, but nope, you got it. You called Foreman. He got 13 carries for 47 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the next closest was Ryan Tannehill, four for 29 yards and a touchdown, and then in the distant, six for 13 for Dontrell Hilliard. Um, this wasn't a great game. It's, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, 20 for 31 for 191 yards. It's not like he had to make, they didn't have to do much. The Jazz just kind of served up the ball to him. And now there's rumors that uh, that the coach, Urban Meyer, had made comments after the game that his uh, players were all a bunch of losers. And now the, the locker room has really turned against him. I don't know that he's here next year. I think... Uh, Shad Khan is going to have to cut his losses and move on. He's not a patient man to begin with. And I think that everyone's kind of realized Urban Meyer is not built for the NFL. He may be right. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying this. Uh, I, I was not as worried about him when he got there, and you thought I was crazy for that. Um, yeah. But but Trevor Lawrence also. Uh, the, just the two of them are not working together. And I don't know if it's because Trevor Lawrence is 
not as not great as I think he is. Uh, and and I, I think that is the case. But I agree with you that Urban Meyer is just he doesn't he doesn't know how to delegate authority is what it seems like. It seems like he's trying to be the all powerful Urban Meyer that he was at Florida and at Ohio State. I I don't think the NFL's for him. I don't think he he has the staff around him he wants. Um, and I don't think he's going to be successful. And, and Trevor Lawrence, I hate to say it, but uh, I don't know that he's a good quarterback. How, how many touchdowns does he have on the year? Uh, let me see. I'll have to go back it's and see. It's not many. No, I, I still want to see what he looks like without Urban Meyer. Because like Urban Meyer, there's, there's enough talent on that team that they should be doing better. I don't think it's all to put at Lawrence's feet. But I want to see what they look like with a with a uh, an NFL coach with a pro coach, and I think they'll be able to get someone in there. I mean, you see, Trevor Lawrence left Clemson, and they they're nowhere near as good as they were once he left. And they had like one of the number one prospects at quarterback coming back up. Um, so right now, Lawrence has thrown nine touchdowns and fourteen interceptions. He has a QBR of sixty eight point nine and a completion percentage of fifty eight point two. Not great. No, not considering how many games they played. No. Yeah, so. I'm. I'm really. I'm honestly. I'm not even looking at them until they make a move from Urban Meyer. I think they just need to cut their losses and move on. Um, okay. Let's go on to another game because talking about the Jags makes me hurt. The Ravens at the Browns. The Ravens getting two and a half points. The over under is a measly forty two. Uh, I had the Browns and under. You had the Browns and over. You made this a confidence pick, and. It, for the first part of the game, it looked like the Browns had him well in hand. It was 24-6 to going into halftime. It looked like they, they were done. They took their foot off the gas. Lamar Jackson got injured with an ankle injury. Now, Harbaugh came out today and said it's an ankle sprain, but not a high ankle sprain. And they said they think he could be ready to play this week, but they will know, won't know until later. So, um, Lamar going down is going to hurt you, but he was four for four for 17 yards, but he was under pressure the entire time. He was struggling. Uh, Two carries for five yards. It was a mess. He gets injured. Tyler Huntley comes in, did pretty well. Goes 27 for 38, 270 yards. very well. Yeah, a touchdown. And then six for 45 on the ground. He came, I mean, I think of Lamar Jackson stays in that game, maybe they do better, but Tyler Huntley came in and looked good. Um, Baker has his usual Baker statistics, 22 for 32, 198 yards, two touchdowns, interception. I think you got to move on from him. I just don't – you're not going to be able to win playoff games with him. He limits you. He doesn't He doesn't raise you up, and you need that from a quarterback. Uh, they, For some reason, they decided not to run. Well, I mean, they had the attempts. Nick Chubb, 17 attempts for 59 yards, a very non-Chubb game, uh, averaging 3.47 yards a carry. And then I think he had, yeah, three receptions for six yards on the ground. So they shut down Chubb and then just kind of went from there. Um, and Hunt. Hunt did, Hunt did almost nothing. Yeah, Hunt did almost nothing. Dearness Johnson got more carries. Dearness Johnson, four for 22. Hunt, two for five. But Hunt's coming back from an injury, so I kind of understand easing him in. He also had a couple catches. But this was, I don't, yeah, I don't know what to make of this team. They got real lucky that their defense stepped up at the end. Clowney had a, has a huge sack uh, on a drive to come down and win it. Final score of this game, the uh, Browns sneak one out 24-22. to 22. So the actual spread was two. And uh, we, we lost the spread by uh, a point. So that's painful. Uh, but we yes. did. I did get the under because, uh, oh, no, it was over because it was 46 points. Oh, man. I have to change that. That's, a, that's a unfortunate. So, yeah, it was over <laughs> by four points. This was an ugly game. Did you watch any of it? Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, I wish I had. I kind of wanted to see Huntley play. but uh, He looked good. He looked pretty good. Uh, it could be that he came in and they weren't ready for him, and sometimes you'll see that where a backup comes in and plays out of their mind just because the defense has to kind of – they game plan for one quarterback and they get another. Um but Mark Andrews, 11 for 115 and a touchdown. Rashad Bateman, 7 for 103. Uh, but the Ravens just, as good as they looked at times, third down conversions, they're terrible. 1 for 12 on third down conversions, which is 
awful. 8% of the time they converted. You can't win a, a game when you're only converting 8% of your third down conversions. And then they had two two fumbles. And for some reason, the the Browns would blitz on almost every single, like, almost every play. And the Ravens could not, they could not figure out how to stop it. And so that's, I mean, those two things are going to throw you off. So it's this is not the Ravens of old. This is, uh, you're seeing kind of a shell of who they were. They've been incredibly beat up this year. They lost both of their corners. Um, Lamar's hurt. All their running backs are hurt. Uh, they still lead the division, 8-5. and five. Uh, The Browns, who they just defeated, are 7-6. and six. The Bengals are 7-6. and six. And the Steelers still in it at 6-6. Six and six. So, wow. uh, yeah, this division seemed like it was going to be very close because all the teams were good. Uh, it's very close because all the teams are very mediocre. So... I, we'll see how this ends up playing out, but I don't see any of the teams making it out of this division doing well. You know what? Someone's going to have to play the Titans, and they're very beatable. Someone's going to have to play the Chiefs or the Chargers. They've both been beaten pretty easily, and then someone's probably going to have to play the Bills. Oh, the Patriots, I think, are going to be locked and loaded in the AFC. I think they're going to win the AFC. I think the Patriots are the most ready. I mean, they've been the most consistent. They're on a six game or seven-game winning streak. Chiefs are starting to come back with a six-game winning streak, but I don't know. It looks like the Patriots. Moving on, Falcons at the Panthers. Falcons getting two and a half over under is 42. I took Panthers in over. You took Falcons in under. I even made this a confidence pick because the Panthers, they're known for their defense. The Falcons are hemorrhaging offensive players lately. Um, Cam Newton, they got rid of Joe Brady, who didn't run him as much last week, so I thought that would be more of a focus in this game, and it kind of it kind of was. I mean, he had 10 attempts for 47 yards and got a touchdown. He actually looked pretty good until he threw a pick six and got hurt on the play. Uh, he ended up coming back, I think, in the third quarter, but he just didn't play as well. Philip P.J. Walker had to come in for a little bit. But Cam, 15 for 23, 178 yards and an interception, like I say, in the pick six. But then the 10 for 47. I mean, it's not great. You're seeing this is half of what Cam Newton used to be. Uh, on the other side, yeah. Matt Ryan also played terrible. 19 for 28, 190 yards and a touchdown. Neither team was really that great. Um, DJ Moore had a pretty good game, 6 for 84, and then gets a knee injury. So we'll wait and see if he, what he does next week. Robbie Anderson, who has been gone all season, comes back 7 for 84 and a touchdown. Uh, that's the Robbie Anderson we kind of expected all season. So it's good to see him back at it. The biggest thing yeah. is, what in the world happened to the Panthers' D? The final score being 29-21. to 21. Uh, so, Well, Cam Newton fumbled twice. Yeah. Uh, P.J. Walker fumbled another time, and the, both of them threw picks. Yeah. So they turned the ball over five times. Yeah. That's all it takes. I mean, when you look at the stats of the Falcons, you can see you don't even have to watch the game to realize they didn't put up much offense. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they got 29 points, so something happened. And uh, and that's what it is. Is their their defense created five turnovers, um, and and that's all it takes to win. Well, AJ Terrell was playing really well. well so PJ Walker didn't lose his fumble, and Cam only lost one of his two. And okay, so okay, so one fumble and two, two interceptions. interceptions. Still, Sorry. yeah, still, yeah, 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 still not good. Uh, but yeah, AJ Terrell was playing like an animal, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, uh, Cordero Patterson did what he does and. Russell Gage is playing pretty well. Pitts is playing well. Mike Davis got involved pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're not good. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, Mike Davis averaged four yards a carry. Um, he caught five passes for another 42 yards. I mean, so he's, you know, they're they're playing okay. Uh, they just, Matt Ryan is done. I think he's done. Uh, they need uh, they need one more prime maker on offense. Uh, and they could be they could be legit, but but I just don't know that Matt Ryan has much left in him. Do you? No, I think he's I think he's about done. Um, well, the problem is he also doesn't have like who does he have to throw to? Because no, he was actually doing okay at the beginning of the year, but his wide receivers are Tajay Sharp, Christian Blake, Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, Frank Darby, the rookie. Now he does have Russell Gage, but Russell Gage is. A good two or a fantastic three. He's not a one. Um, they have Kyle Pitts, and then Hayden Hurst played pretty well. I forget what his Hayden Hurst. He was one for three for a touchdown. So 
Yeah, I, I mean, they're not a good team. I, they're they're just kind of waiting until next year, it feels like, to see what they can do. But I still think Arthur Smith could be good. Uh, believe it or not, the Falcons are tied for second place in that division with the Saints at 6-7. and seven. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they've been winning games lately. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they're not they're not pretty games and they're not against really good teams, but they're winning games. And they're all away. They're five and two away, one and five at home. So as long as they don't have to play at home, they're going to be fantastic. Move, moving on, uh, this this game got way it got closer than it should have. Cowboys at the Washington Football Team. Washington Football Team's getting four points. The over under is forty eight. We both took Cowboys. I took under. You took over. Um, we were both right about the Cowboys, and it was under. I just didn't trust their offense. Final score being 27-20 to 20 Cowboys. So the Washington football team would have needed an additional three points to the four they were getting. And the total score was 47, one point under the over and under. So uh, straight out, Micah Parsons should be the defensive player of the year. Not just the rookie defensive player of the year, which he also should be. I think he should be the defensive player of the year. You can play him at all seven positions, and I'll be honest, I think if you train him up a little, you can put him at safety and he can play that too. He is unbelievable. I think he's I think he set the the he is tied with Reggie White. Oh, and who else? I heard this stat today. Reggie White, Lawrence Taylor for the and someone else for the most rookie sacks. Um, and he still has games to go. So he could set the re- yeah. record for most sacks by a rookie. It's he's unbelievable. I'll have to go and look and see what he has. But it's fun just watching this guy. I mean, he can. He, if you watch the game, the way he times the snaps, he's moving before the ball is even hiked, and he just times it perfectly. It's impressive. Um, on the year, he's got twelve sacks. Twelve sacks on the year, and we still have three more games left. So, my God, uncanny. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 a monster. But this this just makes me laugh at, during the draft. I remember uh, during the draft, we both realized he was one of the best Mike linebackers if ever. We were both really high on this dude. But still, people are like, you can't take him higher than 10. <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Why? He could have been number one now, and you justify it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you just got to take the best player when they're available. And uh, uh, a lot of people, you know, I think I even fell a little bit into you can't take a guard in the first round. You know what I mean? But uh, Mike linebackers, you devalued. Or I shouldn't say Mike, but inside linebackers. Uh, but uh, this guy just proves that, that they matter. And he's being, like you said, he can be played everywhere. Yeah. This guy's unreal. He's an unreal talent. And, yeah. and Trevon Diggs played extremely well, too. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence is back. Uh, so that's going to be a difference maker for them. Randy Gregory. Randy Gregory uh, played well lately. He had an interception yeah. in this game. Well, once he has the other players around him, and you know what I mean? Like he's mm-hmm. he's he's playing really well. And uh, they didn't have. Uh, oh no, they did have Amari Cooper back. That's right. Yeah. 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 Fifty-one yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. He is back. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean they played okay, but Dak Prescott it wasn't his best game, but they're such a good team they were able to win anyway. He threw a pick six. Um, and I think he's just knocking some dust off. He, he's had like a, a weird group of receivers lately. Um, you know, somebody always out from COVID and things like that. But uh, I think they're, he's, he had a bad game, but he'll recover from this next week. Yeah. Uh, both offenses are bad. Washington football team had three fumbles and an interception. Uh, third down <laughs> conversions are terrible for both teams. I feel, I always feel like penalties and third down conversions are very indicative of what kind of a team you are. Uh, Dallas 38%. Third down conversions, Washington football team, 21%. And I'll be honest, this, so this was, if you're watching the game, the Washington football team got shut out in the first half. It was 24-0 to going into halftime. And then coming out, the Washington football team started coming back at them, shut out the Cowboys in the fourth. In the second half, the Cowboys only got three points. And they end up winning by seven. But uh, I think if Heineke doesn't get injured, Kyle Allen has to come in, I think he could end up, I mean, he didn't have a great game. 11 for 25, 122 yards, a touchdown, interception. I still think he could have done something. Kyle Allen ends up fumbling on uh, the last drive. It, it was a close one, but he, he fumbled, and uh, that was the game. It's uh, The Cowboys, they won, but it was not. It doesn't make your confidence feel better if you're winning that ugly. 
So take that for the rest of the season. I'll say this. Taylor Heineke has earned himself a shot to play on another team. Yeah, I hope he gets a good contract. I think the Washington football team needs to go somewhere else uh, at quarterback. If they can't right now, their main focus needs to be the offensive line. Bolster that offensive line. Make it much better because Brandon Scherf is on an island by himself. and He's the only good lineman they have, and he's kind of stuck. So they've got to make that better. That's going to make Antonio Gibson better. That's going to make their quarterbacks better. It's going to give McLaurin more time to get downfield and use that speed. So... Uh, they've got to do that first, and I think Heineke would actually be decent if they rolled him out again next year. Uh, the next game, so the Seahawks have been playing bad lately, but the good news is they get to play the Houston Texans. So Texans getting 7.5 points at home uh, over under a measly 41.5, and, a half. and uh, we both took Seahawks and under because the Texans are just so god-awful. I even made this one of my confidence picks. Uh, we were right. Seahawks won. 33 to 13. I can't believe the the Texans were able to put up 13. Uh, so it was over. Uh, 46 was the total. So it beats the 41 and a half. And the Texans would have needed 20 points to cover. Uh, yeah, take it. There's uh, not a lot. There's not a lot positive for the Texans in this one. Um, the only thing I can say is that their their rookies seem to have promise. <laughs> the rookies and their youth seem to have promise, and that is. Going to be extremely important going forward. Uh, I think Brevin Jordan is going to be a really good player. I think Nico Collins can be a very good player. Um, Royce Freeman kind of played better than anyone else on our team, and he's off the street. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, they, they just they need help. I mean, they played Philip Dorsett and Demario Davis. No, <laughs> no, he's a linebacker. Who's this guy? Davion Davis. Yeah, they. Uh, uh, they just they need personnel. They need personnel bad. They need to be extending their good players. They lost Grigier Hill for the year. Which is which too is bad. a brutal loss. He was the best player on that defense. And it's it's second best. But yeah. Who's who's the best? Jonathan Grenard. I I would put Camille Hill I'd put Grimier Hill up there. Grenard is fourth in the NFL for sack rate. Okay. I still like Grigier. That's Hill. impressive. Yeah. I, agree. I I like Christian Hill a lot too. I, what's what's a big deal is both of them are bar- bargains. So yeah. uh, rookie contract Grillard and, and Christian Hiller. He has one more year, I think. He's he's not. A, I don't think he's a free agent. I think he has no, one more year on his contract. Two years. Yeah. Um, Texans. So yeah, I I'm I'm looking forward to Brevin Jordan. Like you were saying, um, he was four for twenty six and a touchdown. He wouldn't even. I mean, he wouldn't even cover it in the touchdown. He just hanging out in the back corner having a picnic, and no one even bothered to mess with him. <laughs> Uh, Brandon yeah. Cooks continues to have a good game. Eight for 101. Davis Mills actually did okay. 33 for 49, 331 yards, a touchdown interception. Now, if you're throwing for 331 yards and 49 attempts, you would hope you get more than one touchdown and 6.8 yeah. yards per carry. But, I mean, it's you really have to dig for the silver linings with the Texans. Um, Russell Wilson... 17 for 28, 260 yards and two touchdowns. For someone, for a defense like the Texans, who was, it should have been more, but they were too busy letting Rashad Penny look like Derrick Henry. 16 for 137 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. That's for Rashad Penny, who I believe on the on the year uh, has 215 yards, and uh, 137 of them came from yesterday. So two touchdowns. Well, yeah, they're the they're missing both of their starters. I mean, uh, well, Chris Carson's been out. Yeah. But then who did they have? Homer, Travis Homer, or something. Well, they had Alex Collins was the backup, and he was going. He went seven for sixteen. He's just he's not the guy. Rashad Penny was the second round pick a couple years ago that they intended for him to take over. I remember. He kept getting yeah. injured. Um, yeah, this was this was a tough game. Tyler Lockett five for one forty two and a touchdown. Um, this was just the the Texans didn't even bother scoring in the second half they got one touchdown to to uh Brevin Jordan and it it looked like it was going to be it was the first drive yeah yeah that's the problem like their first drive they put up seven points the rest of the game not a single touchdown yeah that is the highlight for the Texans is a 61 yard field goal right before the half that's really the highlight of the game that was a hell of a field goal you're right you're right that was well, the first the first drive, Mills was like seven of seven mm-hmm. for like 
I don't know, 70 yards, something crazy like that, 70 yards and a touchdown. And he was he was on fire. Everybody was catching every target. Like their running backs were averaging four yards a carry or more. You know, and it was everything you ever wanted to see in that offense. And then total collapse. So they had a they had a scripted drive that worked mm. really well, and then they couldn't do a single thing after that script. Yeah. So that, uh, yeah, I'm worried. This is the Texans' fifth loss by twenty or more points on the season. No. Yeah. Soak that in. All right. Let's. Let's stop talking about the Texans because it hurts me on the inside. Let's move on to the Giants at the Chargers. Giants are getting a whopping 10 points. The over-under is 43. Uh, we both took the Chargers and under on this one. I made it a lock and a confidence pick. And, of course, the Chargers won. Now, it was not. I actually picked up the Chargers defense in my fantasy draft because I, I – the Giants – well, first of all, Mike Glennon was a game-time decision. Like, it was almost Jake Fromm. Uh, but they rolled Mike Glennon out there. He goes 17 for 36, 191 yards, two touchdowns, an interception. Way better than Mike Glennon should. Uh, but the Chargers were scoring fast, a lot of bombs. Uh, Herbert goes 23 for 31, 275 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. And then uh, four for 19 on the ground. Uh, boy, he, I mean, he threw to just about everyone got a reception in this one. Mike Williams, six for 61. Josh Palmer. Five for 66 and a touchdown. Jalen Guyton, this, if you haven't seen this, go back and watch this catch. He was three for 87, but one of them was a 59-yard bomb from Herbert while he was getting tackled uh, for a touchdown. Yeah, it was impressive. That was a hell of a throw. I was I was disappointed we didn't get more out of Eckler, 12 for 67 and a touchdown on the ground. He was averaging five and a half yards per carry. I don't know why they didn't run him a little bit more. Um, and then they didn't really throw to him as much either. Uh, what he ended up two for seventeen on the ground, and for someone who's desperately trying to get in the playoffs, I really could use a lot more out of him. Uh, well, I think he was, uh, I think he was nicked up, and they were yeah. trying to manage his his snaps because giving nineteen snaps to Kelly and Jackson and only twelve to Eckler makes no sense. Yeah, otherwise, yeah. that's a very good point. Um, the Chargers, yeah, the Chargers defense, like there, there wasn't really a ton that looked great for the for the Giants, but I mean, Saquon's kind of getting back there. Three for 31 and a touchdown through the air. 16 for 64 on the ground, which four yards for carry is not bad. Devontae Booker, eight for 56. I, I think this is going to start to become a uh, two-headed monster running game. Saquon's just not the same guy. Devontae Booker has played well. Um, if you've got fantasy, boy, Saquon, I just don't know if he's going to be the guy for you going forward. Agreed. Um, yeah, it, it was. This was not as close of a game as you think. I mean, it's thirty-seven to twenty-one, but it, it was thirty-seven to seven, like four minutes into the fourth quarter. So, the Giants. Here, here's the takeaway. Yeah, Kenny Galladay, eight targets, two catches. Yeah, I mean that. That's their day. Yeah. <laughs> that was their day. If you if you pay all that money for Kenny Galladay, and you can't get him the ball, like it, it's just embarrassing. And. They need to trade both of their early picks for Deshaun Watson. That's the only answer. Uh, <laughs> tag Deshaun to the Giants. <laughs> yeah, I, I, listen, whoever can give them the most trade capital is fine with me. Uh, let's move on, because the Giants make me sad, to another team that makes me sad. Lions at the Broncos. Lions getting a whopping 10 points. The over-under is 42.5. Uh, we both took Broncos and under on this one. Surprised we didn't make it a confidence pick, although the Lions, you can never tell what they're going to bring you. We were both right about the Broncos. They ended up winning 38-10, to 10, but it was over uh, just because they, the Broncos were scoring so well. Uh, so they would have needed, the Lions would have needed 28 points to cover, total score being 48. Um, the Lions only scored in the second quarter. They got 10 points. Other than that, it was nothing. Whereas the, the Broncos, that was the only... That was the only quarter they didn't score a touchdown. Uh, Bridgewater played played a very good game manager game. 18 for 25, 179 yards, kind of deacon duck, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. It all came from the running backs. Melvin Gordon, 24 for 111 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I know that because I played against him, and it was making me <laughs> upset. Uh, Javante Williams who was the big back last week without Gordon. He goes 15 for 73 and a touchdown on the ground, and then ends up getting one for 10 
and a touchdown through the air. I mean, the running backs in this game. If you've got Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams and that defense, you should be doing a lot better. I feel like they're starting to all kind of get healthy. Receivers, not really too much of a factor in this game. The only other touchdown through the air was to uh, the tight end, Albert O. The rest of the t- the running backs, or I'm sorry, wide receivers, who they just played a ton of money to, not really doing much. Um, and on the Lions side, the lead back, Craig Reynolds, uh, because they are <laughs> so beat up, and I think he's the four-string. That's runner. equipment manager? Yeah, 11 <laughs> for 83 on the ground, uh, and then two for 16 through the air. Uh, yeah, that's Craig where they're Reynolds. at. They're at Craig Reynolds at running I've back. I've never heard that name. Yeah. That, that, that's un- that's unreal. That that's some like uh, strength and conditioning coach where they're like, put on a put on a helmet, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody has this heard. It's all you. Go. The only people who know that's... that name are the running backs coach and that man's mother. Uh, other than that, nobody's putting picking him up. Yeah, it's the Lions. I I find myself rooting for them a lot just because, as far as bad teams go, I would say the Texans are by far the worst because the lions are bad but you there's hope there's a glimmer of hope there you see that there's a core that's starting to get better they've got draft picks coming and they've got a few key places they're you're young in some good spots and you can see them there's at least next year they will be better than they are this year i feel like um the falcons i feel like could get better there's all these teams where there's a little bit of hope here and there the texans are just so decimated with there's nothing in the front office the coaching staff or personnel that really gives you any hope. So I feel like the Lions next year are going to be a lot more fun to watch. I just They've just been so beat up by injury this year. It's too bad. It's hard to disagree with any of that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to, yeah, I don't know what to add. I mean, yeah, the Lions, Josh, having Josh Reynolds helps so much. I would love to see uh, Amon St. Brown <clears throat> as he's been getting better. Uh, Quentin Cephas and uh, and what's his name and Josh Reynolds all together healthy. Not that any one of those is like an elite wide receiver, but they're all very solid receivers who can do exactly what they need to do. Um, and I think yeah, I think with those running backs and that tight end, I think if they add one more playmaker or one more O lineman, uh, they could be a pretty solid offense. Uh, again, not not a Chiefs level offense. I mean, you're limited by your quarterback for sure. Um, but I mean, they're, they've got a pick where they could potentially with the first pick of the second round, get a pretty decent quarterback, uh, to try to develop. Yeah. I don't even know if like, like Jared Goff has actually played okay with the weapons around him. He's played okay this year. I think he hasn't actually been that bad. I'm with you on the wide receivers. I'm on St. Brown. He's a Brown. He's a fourth round rookie. Um, I think he'll get better next year. I agree with you. I think they need one more receiver because they are at like their number two and they're loaded with number two and number three receivers. They need that big playmaker guy. Uh, the running backs, yeah, Jay Swift, Jamal Williams, and apparently Craig Reynolds. Um, and then even on defense, they've got to they got to improve at linebacker because they're pretty bad. Well, they're one of the worst against the run. Um, they got Aline McNeil in the third round this year, who I think was he's a pretty good uh, eater of blocks. They've got to get they're, – they're missing a pass rusher. They're missing another interior lineman. I actually think if they worked harder on their – if they got one take-the-top-off receiver and worked on that defense a little bit, I think they would be uh, pretty, pretty impressive next year. Maybe another – some more help on the interior line. But there's hope for the Lions. The next game, one of the best games all week, Bills at the Bucks. The Bills getting three and a half points. The over-under is 53 and a half. We differed greatly on this one. I had the Bills and over. You had the Bucks and under. Um, I thought this was good. I thought the Bucks were going to win, but I thought it'd be by a field goal. It came down to it. It was overtime. Um, the The Bills end up losing. This was a tough one. A long bomb from, from Brady right at the end, who was, who was top-notch in this game. Uh, they end up winning 33-27, to 27, so the actual spread is three points that the Bills are needed, and the uh, total was 60, so definitely over. Uh, it was a great game. Bills almost made a comeback in this one. Uh, Brady, 31 for 46, 363 yards, two touchdowns. Fournette leading the way on the ground again, 19 for 113 yards and a touchdown, one of them a huge breakaway, and then four for 19 through the air. Josh Allen, 
Had a great game. One unfortunate interception, but 26 for 54, 308 yards, two touchdowns, interception, and then 12 for 109 and a touchdown on the ground. He was the leading running back, not just by yards, but he had three times as many rush attempts as the next running back, Devlin Singletary, four for 52. They've got to improve that running back situation there. You can't have Josh Allen running it for 109 yards 12 times, getting beat up, and then haven't asked him to to throw into everything else. They've got to address that in the offseason. Well, that and they need to not wait until the fourth quarter to score 17 points. There's that. They need to put up some points earlier in the game. uh, you know, but but he did manage to you know make that comeback and uh, go into overtime. And and to be fair, I do think there was some major pass interference on oh, Stephon yeah. Diggs that went uncalled. Yeah. Um. So that that hurt him a lot. Um. But I I love the way that. Uh, oh God, it was the old football. Oh uh, God, one of the football players I was listening to this morning. Uh, <laughs> shoot, I'll think of his name in just a second. But he goes, oh man, the overtime. I saw the, the ball go into the Bucks' hands. Uh, Tom had this look in his eye. So I just went ahead and made a, went in the other room and made a snack because I've seen this movie 300 times. <laughs> <laughs> like, I already knew it was going to happen. Uh, and, and you're right. I mean, like, he, yeah, he's just, he's just on a whole other level. He's, he secured the MVP last night, that's for sure. Um, he's, he's a beast. I mean, yeah. he's, he's still a beast. And I think they're going to – think he's going to he's finishing strong at the right time you know what i mean and i think they're going to be able to go deep in the playoffs yeah uh tom I'm, brady i'll be surprised if they don't go to the super bowl tom brady this year pass attempts first completions first passing yards first passing touchdowns first qbr first that tells you everything uh, this was kind yep, of this, that's all of it yeah this was a, so at the beginning of the game he was kind of struggling a little bit tom brady was and then one of the uh, one of the defender, I don't know who it was on the Bills, goes to tackle him and kind of pull, yanks him around a little bit at the end and fires Tom Brady up like he gets and like starts yelling at the guy and starts causing a dust up and then after that you could I mean like wow stupid don't get him mad what are you doing as soon as he does that Brady was unconscious just went off like he was not having a good game but after that could not be stopped uh, I agree with you that play at the end of the game as many. As many calls as the Bills were getting against them, that's one where it should have been pass interference in their favor. And then doing so, they could have they they could have ran it in at the end with the way Josh Allen was was rolling uh, and the way he was playing at the end. I, the Bills kind of got hosed on that one, but you can't yeah. you can't leave it up to the refs in that kind of situation. Exactly. Uh, on to the night game. The Bears at the Packers. The Bears are getting a whopping 12.5 points, the most on the week. And the over-under is 43. We both took Packers and over on this one. This was one of my confidence picks. Um, we were right. The The Packers end up winning 45-30. to 30. So they end up having a combined 75 I- points for the week, which is by far the most. The Bears would have needed an extra 15 points. I was puckered. I was puckered at the at the first half of this game. I mean, the Bears were the Bears were playing way better than I thought they would. They were winning um, at halftime, twenty seven to twenty one. That's what I'm saying. Like I was I was puckered, and uh, then everything right you know right as as it normally should. But uh, Justin Fields played pretty well in the first half. He played really well. Uh, don't like his picks in the second half, and he did fumble. Uh, so did Herbert. Uh, but other than that, I mean, he played pretty impressively against really good defense. To put up 30 points, that well, one of them was a kick return. Uh, which yeah. that guy, it's the second time uh, he's done that. Uh, Grant. Uh, is it Jakeem Grant. Grant? Yeah, Jakeem Grant. Yeah. He yeah. Had, well, he had, so he had a, a punt return that went for a touchdown. He also had one catch for 46 yards for a touchdown. And then Demir Bird had this weird... I think it was either Bird or Grant. I can't remember. Had a weird sweep, uh, like a jet sweep for 54 yards and a touchdown. So it's not that Fields really did all that great. I mean, he was 18 for 33 for 224 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. Not really great stats. Now, he did go 9 for 74 on the ground, but his passing was not that great. Uh, he was under pressure a lot. But you're on the Bears now. That's just kind of what's going to happen. David Montgomery having kind of 
not a great game till the end. 10 for 42 on the ground, which if you're averaging 4.2 for, you know, for David Montgomery, I don't know why they didn't keep running him. Uh, six for 39 in the air for him. Not too many other things went well uh, for the Bears' offense. Their defense, I mean, they were coming after Rodgers, but what are you going to do? It's Aaron Rodgers. He ends up going 29 for 37, 341 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Uh, he played lights out. Devontae Adams, his favorite target, 10 for 121 yards and two touchdowns. Hope you had him in your fantasy team because, man, did he go off. Um uh, the Bears really only had one great quarter. They scored 24 points in the second quarter. They scored a combined six points the rest of the game. So it's not like it was that great of a game. The offense the offense struggled. The defense were on the field so much that it really couldn't do much after a while. I mean, this is who they are. The Bears are going to have a new coach next year, uh, hopefully a new offensive line, and you just kind of have to go from there. The only other thing that I found interesting in this was the uh, the carries for the Green Bay running back. So Aaron Jones coming back off being nicked up. A.J. Dillon, 15 carries for 71 yards. Aaron Jones, yeah. he didn't have the volume, but he when he did what he what he did with what he got was really good. Five for 35 on the ground for a touchdown, and then uh, three for 30 and a touchdown through the air. So if you had him on fantasy, he helped you out big time. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean they were they played they played almost as if Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. <laughs> yeah. Which is publicly said. Yes. And uh followed it up. There was a lot of those uh a lot of those signs out front or in the stands too that saying they own them. Uh that wraps up everything for this week so far. I am four for five for confidence picks. Um we pushed on the locks. Uh you went three for five on confidence picks. We pushed on the prop bets, unless you want to count the uh, the one we had for the Texans, over or under ice creams that Cal eats during the game. I had him at 13, and you said under because he's eating Hot Pockets while he plays video games Indian style on his office floor. Way to go, Tommy boy. Uh, on the spread, you've got three this week. On the over-under, I got two. And uh, it's looking like you're going to kill me on the spread. I'm going to kill you on the over-under, but it doesn't feel as, as sweet. Uh Tonight we have the Rams at the Cardinals. Rams getting two and a half over under is fifty one and a half. We both have Cardinals and over. I I still suspect it'll end up working out that way. And uh, I think it'll be a game though. Yeah, I think the Rams will turn it on for prime prime time. But I think uh, Murray ends up winning the game. All right. Well, I hope Kyla Murray has a terrible game. D Hop has a terrible game, and James Conner runs for four touchdowns because this is what's going to keep me in the playoffs this week. We'll, <laughs> be, we'll be back on Friday to go over all our predictions for, believe it or not, week 15. Until then, catchphrase. Wait a you retort.